You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. What's up with the misconceptions about anime and Dungeons and Dragons with the church? Uh, today, that's exactly what we're discussing. We're going over a few of these things and why they happen and what's not true about them. Uh, this episode is primarily for beginners. Anyone who is interested in either of these things, but not necessarily you know, engaged in these things. You know, anyone can listen to this and enjoy it, get something out of it. This is Systematic Geekology, Episode 4. We are the priests to the geeks. And uh, when we say that, we don't mean that we are ordained ministers. Rather, we mean priests in the biblical sense of being mediators. Uh, this is not a Trojan horse kind of trap. We don't have a hidden agenda. We're not trying to bring you into the faith, if you're listening. Uh, but we are real geeks looking to explore the theological and philosophical implications in the things we love. Remember, if you enjoyed this episode, you can help help support the show so that we can make more Christian Greek content at patreon.com slash systematic geekology. That's again, that's patreon.com slash systematic geekology. I am TJ Blackwell. I am a Chipotle crew member, a prestigious position. And uh, I, I'm a pretty big nerd. The other night I read three short stories for fun and they were all incredibly sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Keno Kennedy. I'm a pastor of, uh, of a, a Union Bethlehem Zion Church, and I'm a huge anime fan. Hey, I'm Allie, and I'm also a really big anime fan, as well as books and Marvel. Um, I guess something I've recently done that's really geeky is I've started off my uh, fourth round of haiku. <laughs> and not haiku as in traditional Japanese poetry. Haiku as in the anime. No. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Joe. I am a broadcaster, podcaster. Um, And recently I have been doing a deep dive on 70s and 80s uh, Marvel and DC, uh, going through all of the old stuff. So. Mm -hmm. All right. It is time for today's topic, which is misconceptions of anime and Dungeons and Dragons. And we are mainly going to deal with the idea of playing Dungeons and Dragons, anime and the church. And why is that important? Or rather, why are people afraid to even go into that realm when there's so much into the church? So... I, I guess I'm here mostly as the D&D guy. Uh, came a pretty, I wouldn't say like a big part of my life, but I do enjoy doing it uh, quite a bit. And it's Dungeons and Dragons is so many things, and it is not so many things. And it really can be whatever you want. Uh, I know the topic is uh, Dungeons and Dragons, really, but really any tabletop role-playing game falls into this category. Uh, they're all in one way or another, based off of Dungeons and Dragons. And Wendy's, the restaurant, made their own. Uh, it's about fighting McDonald's. So they just don't call it McDonald's in the book. So that's where I'm coming at this episode from. It's just a whole lot of things about uh, demon worship and Satanism that Dungeons and Dragons just isn't. So... Kino, what are you? Uh, what are you on the show for? So, listen, I'm I'm here to say, anime is okay. It is it is cartoons. It might be some demons. Um, it might be some blood, but it's always a hero, and there's always a moral at the end of the story. Isn't it the same thing that the Bible has? Is there's some blood in there? There's some demons in there? There's heroes in the Bible. So why not be a part of anime? <laughs> right. Uh, Joe, do you want to explain your position on this? Yeah, so I'm of uh, both worlds. I was definitely late getting to um, the D&D party, but um, it was actually my my little brother-in-law that really got me into it. Um, but I was familiar even before then, having grown up, in a church that 
was very much this kind of stereotype of all of these different things are all, you know, uh, of the devil, you know what I mean? Cartoons and Star Wars and anime and D&D and all of those things are all of the devil. And um, so so I've been I've been familiar with the larger churches position on um uh, on this kind of thing and you know i i think a lot of of what the issues with D stem from are misconceptions right correct the even st- stemming back to what the 80s if not earlier than mm, 70s when the 70s when you know anybody that was involved with you know satanism or or anything like that then they must be playing this game you know the whole satanic panic thing all of that um and and that's that's a big part of where i think that that objection to that comes from it's the same thing with anime anime was the thing that got me into comics and I am comic book geekdom. That's that's home base for me as far as being a geek and anime, you know, growing up on things like Dragon Ball and stuff like that was what got me into it. And Kino, you raised a really good point, right? Like, yeah, it can get there. The, the violence factor can really get notched up. The blood factor can really get get notched up. Have, has anybody ever read the Old Testament? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 get, it gets nutty in the Old Testament. You know what I mean? As far and, and just very intense. But at the end of the day, if you look at the most common stories that are told, it's the same deal with other groups of people as it is what we, what we hold to in, in America as far as tropes go where the, it's the hero's story. So much of this is is made up of the hero's journey. And we see a lot of those same um, themes within the Bible itself. Correct. You know, so, so I think, you know, if you're, if, if you're a person that, you know, can't handle that kind of thing or is is very sensitive towards uh, the depictions of violence and things like that, then sure, maybe maybe anime and, and stuff like that maybe isn't for you specifically, just like all art forms aren't for all people. But we have shows like, I don't know, Law & Order. We have shows like these these procedurals and these true crime uh, shows that are depicting all of these incredible acts of violence. And all of these are like this is this is real life stuff that happens or is a depiction of something that has happened. And and, you know, so so when you're talking about a cartoon depicting something that has a story behind it, I think there needs to be a perspective check when it comes to how some Christians react to these kinds of things. And I think, I think, I think the main issue, Joe, you brought it up is that it's, it's the fear factor of of the unknown, not really knowing what Dungeons and Dragons is, not knowing what anime is. It's just because it's perceived as evil and I'm going to treat it as evil versus trying to investigate and have a better understanding. Right. And it's some of the misconceptions are understandable because in Dungeons and Dragons, there are entire pantheons of fake gods, which I understand why people would look at that and say, well, that's not really Christian. But at the end of the day, it is a game. It's not something you believe. It's not something you necessarily support. Uh, I've played. I don't want to say hundreds, but I've played lots of games where we didn't refer to any of those characters or use them in our game because they're not necessary. They just add a layer to the game. But for what it's worth, I, I understand why they exist. And D&D has come a long way in 50 years. But, uh, Ali, what is your position on misconceptions of, with anime and the church? Yeah, I think... um like Joe was saying, I think mostly it's 
people are wearisome of things that are different from what they believe or that they, you know, have grown up around. And, like, a lot of animes do consider stuff like, or show stuff like tarot cards and reincarnation and stuff like that. And I know, like, growing up in Catholic school, we were told not to watch things that show tarot and reincarnation because it can tempt you to start believing in stuff like that and you don't want to be led astray and I think that's where a lot of people are coming from but I also think you see it so much in other mainstream medias that as long as you know in your heart what you believe and what you think is right I don't see the issue with that yeah that and it's it's the same deal with you know um what was it 10 years ago, maybe more, probably closer to 15 at this point during what, during the Dan Brown era of, of pop culture where the Da Vinci code was the big thing around and things like that. Okay. Um, it's, it's any, any of these kinds of, uh, art forms or, or medias or anything like that, that takes something that, that, you know, we hold true or something that another group of people holds true or whatever. Um, and, and, and takes that as a source of, of, of inspiration. The, the onus is on the consumer to take the meat and spit out the bones, right? If you are somebody that is easily swayed by the suggestion of somebody else glorifying, um, a, a certain kind of belief system or braising some kind of issue or whatever like that, then then maybe act accordingly. But when it comes to these different books or these different games or these different shows, they all have the same common thread of so much that you have um, you, you have works of fiction, even if they're interlaced with, true life events and we're talking about something that isn't released uh with with true life things but it's like anything fantasy is fantasy regardless of whether or not you are a christian or whether or not you are a particular denomination or whatever works of fantasy are are all the same and 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 that's why i a lot of the time I, i point to things like the narnia series things like the lord of the rings series that are also fantasy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we're not going to go outside and see a talking uh, lion. You know what I mean? We're not going to go out and have an epic sword battle with with the enemy sort of thing. Just like going outside, you're not going to run into an elf or a troll or something along those lines. Right. And it's... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but it was there. It was relevant, even. The time has passed. <laughs> but it's all right. Yeah, it's that. It's like that old saying. There's only like seven stories, really. Like there's just seven stories, and every story is a retelling of one of those seven. Like all seven of them are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. There's really not so much you can do, but I don't think we really have any disagreements with each other here. Uh, this is a huge, no. yeah, this is a huge, broad field, really <laughs> the kind of thing you should take on a case by case basis. So uh, there are some that are touchier than others, like Blue Exorcist. Uh, your main character is the son of the devil main protagonist and that's you know here nor there but it's it's relevant he wants to kill him so i don't know i kind of feel like we should be on his side but uh if that makes you uncomfortable then don't watch that kind of thing and and that's i think i think that's the the thing that has to be challenged is even though something might make you feel uncomfortable, still be open to it. 
Um, not trying to be funny, but I actually liked the Blue Exorcist. I, me too. I, I think um, that was one of the animes that surprised me. I was like, "Oh, this is this is really good." Yeah. And there was a lot of there was a lot of Christian overtones in there, yeah. um, with with exorcisms and priests. And I was like, "Oh, this is this is all right. I can get into this." Uh, but but the idea that you know you are dealing with the uh, the main protagonist is the son of Satan or the half son of Satan. Um, yeah. it, 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 it turns people off cause it's the son of the devil. It's the, the antichrist. So just blah, blah, blah. Grow up people grow up. Okay. That's, right. that's what I want to say. But anyway, yeah, cause the story really is about, he doesn't align with those beliefs. So he's going to do his best to get rid of them. And it's, that's pretty good. Honestly, I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe check it out. Who knows? Please, please check it out. It's on it's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. Check it out. Give it a chance. So I have and a question for you all. Oh, go on, go on, go on, Joe. I'm sorry. Well, on on that note, that's honestly the biggest suggestion that I would have for anybody who likes um stunning visuals. You know, mm. if, if they consume with their eyes, I, I promise you, if especially if you get into the realm of Japanese anime that is subbed versus dubbed subtitles versus dubbed over. Um, you, you have a lot of that same in situation artwork that takes place on the screen. That is just so breathtaking so much of the time that if you can take a minute and work work past you know and honestly you can say a lot of the same stuff with D, right with uh, with the campaign books and and everything like dude there's some there's some breathtaking art to these different mediums if you can understand that you can consume something that has um maybe maybe includes a different belief system or aspects of, of something else and, and understand that just because you're taking that in does not mean that you are partnering with it or condoning right. it or anything like that, then it's one of those things that you're going to open yourself up to, to experiencing some really cool stuff that's out there. Right. And it's, there are a few ways to experience a great story that are better than literally being a part of it and changing it. Uh, if you've never played Dungeons and Dragons uh, and you aren't quite sure you'd be able to start a group, uh, then just look up, uh, you know, just look it up. See if you can watch someone else play and if it's your style. But uh, just being part of a, a group of heroes is awesome. It's so fun. So um, yeah. I I don't really know a lot about Dungeons and Dragons, but what I'm gathering is that you literally make up your own storyline like your own characters and everything do you make you up can. your own like villains and whatnot you can uh but there are like pre-written modules that uh i think most people play instead okay. and that's where a lot of the problems come in because one of them is yeah. called like princes of the apocalypse and uh that's pretty much what it sounds like so <laughs> But then, like, it also sounds like you have a lot of freedom to even take those pre-made stories and make the changes that you feel are necessary for them to fit what you believe. You do. And you always have. That's why the misconceptions are so crazy. Mm -hmm. Since 1976, I think, when Gary Gygax wrote the first book, he was like, hey. Uh, this is just what I suggest and uh, the rules for how to play. You can do whatever you want with these rules. Hmm. So then what are some of the, like, the craziest things that you've ever heard someone say about Dungeons and Dragons and why it's evil? Uh, so, that if you are, if you, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, that you are essentially in a form worshiping the devil. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much wow. the that's the classic. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, derivatives of that, really. Yeah, yeah. What about anime? Honestly, I haven't heard a ton of really bad 
misconceptions about anime uh, from the church other than uh, it's weird and we shouldn't watch it. Yeah, that's what I, I think hear. I don't hear a lot yeah. of that from the church side. I hear a lot of, that's so weird. I would never. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're missing out. Yeah, I think it's mostly xenophobia from the for the anime side. But yeah, the biggest yeah. thing that I've heard about anime and the issues with that are that basically you're glorifying worldly indulgences that you're like the world puts forward the glorification of sex and violence and conflict and all of these um sinful practices and that when we engage with that media that we are um basically giving give, giving it the green light where we're perpetuating the problem that kind of thing yeah but i think also like when we've really said this but um when people put a blanket statement over a whole genre of entertainment like that they're overlooking like huge categories in that overall umbrella yeah. category. Cause like, yeah. I know there are a lot of sports anime. Like I was just saying, watching Haiku, who I can't say it. I, I'm sorry. Um, but like, they, <laughs> there's no like violence or anything like that. There's no obscenity really. Um, they do say a few cuss words. I'll, I'll give them that. But like, I don't know. I just feel like you're not it's judging something before you even know the basics of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's just, it, it's like any genre. It's not even a genre. It's a style. Yeah. It's like condemning live action entirely. It's, there are some that are worse than others. And there are some that are completely inoffensive. Like, yeah. uh, Hello Kitty uh, is an anime. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the second biggest media property on the planet. So, yeah. do what you and Pokemon as well is number one. So, that's one that I've heard catch a lot of grief from religious circles is Pokemon, which makes sense considering it is the biggest dog on the block mm -hmm. as far as those kinds of properties go that it would, it would raise the, but like that in star Wars are two of the biggest that Ooh. I have seen catch a lot of grief from the Christian community. Yeah. Now the one thing I think anime actually could catch grief for is feminism, but yes, <laughs> that's like, yes. a whole no. other... that's, that's a very, that's a very good and valid point. Um, the way how women are portrayed in, in uh, anime is yeah. that's yeah. Like My Hero Academia, the way that they have um, Miss Midnight <laughs> portrayed. Now, I love My Hero Academia. Love it. But Miss Midnight, they need to get their acts together with that whole <laughs> thing. That really. <laughs> while, like, yeah, it's. One, and it's not, again, it's you can't even blanket statement that for all anime. Now, right. is it a common theme? Oh, yeah. But. You know, yeah, they they do solve that problem later. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know. If you don't, I'll just let you find out when they animate it. Uh, but for My Hero Academia, yeah, they do they solve. They haven't the fixed it yet. They haven't fixed it yet. Where I'm at, so yeah, they will. They will fix it. <laughs> okay. <that's good. laughs> um. So to for for something that's timely to when to when we're we're doing this. Um, Cartoon Network just announced within the last couple of days that um, they're discontinuing the Dragon Ball Super anime because of some of what they've... <laughs> I just, I think I just offended Kino. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear this. I'm listening. I'm all intrigued. Like, oh my goodness. Well, it's, it was a combination of of people complaining about a a particular scene of how they were depicting women and b, which is a as long as as uh uh help me out guys the the writer for dragon toriyama Ball. yeah as long as as long as toriyama has been creating things he's, he's always he's always written women like objects mm -hmm. but it was also the way that he was depicting um 
the cat. Oolong? No, that's the pig. Um, the flying cat. Oh, um, oh gosh. Yeah, that's where I'm tipping my tongue. Anyway, um, because it, uh, he he actually offended a different belief system that that you know was offended by by um, the depict like the the depiction of violence towards the cat. Um, so yeah, no, that's very relevant even to today. That that the way the differences in which they depict these different aspects of the story is catching grief with the rest of the world. So, like, do you think that the reason they portray women that way... i sorry to turn this into a feminism talk. <laughs> do you think it's a, like, Japanese cultural thing? Or do you think it's because it's animated, they're allowed to get away with more? What do you think no. that is? Uh, so, Japan is a very traditionalist, conservative culture. That's it. Really, is just that uh, women aren't expected to work like that, aren't expected to fulfill, you know, a career path. It's like 1950s America, but still. Yeah. And with <laughs> with um, the like animated properties like that, it, they actually go through more scrutiny. Um, because of toy manufacturers being um, involved <clears throat> different. There's more hands in the pot when it comes to who all is making money and who stands to make money off of an animated uh, production like that. Um, so, I mean, I would, I would argue maybe graphic novels are a little less um, scrutinized, but anything that is an actual um, like TV IP sort of thing, um, is is going to face plenty enough secu- uh, scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I I didn't know any of that. I like just recently got into anime, but I I don't like things a little amount. So I like really got into anime. <laughs> <laughs> so so I want to ask this question. Um. And we, I think we touched on it. We maybe just skimmed, skimmed the surface just a little bit. But, but my question is, um, what impact does media have on our culture? Right. And it's like the 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 full question is the media we've discussed. But like that is we've discussed so many, and there is so much. Uh, but we've definitely seen it in these recent years. Uh, you know, past ten years where media is culture. Media is everything these days. So, uh, you know, what our kids see will affect how they grow up, how they think, how they act, all of that. So it's a natural thing to be scrupulous of, to be cautious with. Uh, but there's just... It's case by case. Yeah, so yeah. so... So go on, Allie. I like that you touched on the kids thing because I think that is a reason a lot of people scrutinize animated TV shows because at least in America, when you think animated, you automatically sort of pair that with a children's sort of thing. But that also reminds me of um, Lil Nas X or Nas. Um, whenever he came out with that Montero call me by your name, like music video and everything, his response, because parents were like upset with him, but his response was, uh, it's my job to make music and it's your job to be the parent. I think that also can apply really well here. Um, they're making like TV shows for all ages or, you know, adult ages. And it's other people's job as their parent to watch and see what they're consuming. Yeah, and that's that's what I was actually going to get at is I introduced my kids to anime at a very young age, but I also talked to them and had discussions about what we were seeing, what we was watching, and what their thoughts about it and those things. And so it wasn't trying to hide it from them, but also me being a parent, being involved, actively involved in what they watch and what they see. 
so that, hey, if there's something inappropriate, we can discuss and talk about it. If something comes up that it, that it doesn't make sense, we can discuss and talk about it. But but I think the, one of the main things I think parents fail at is being actively involved in their kids because the screens are now raising kids. And so the kids can watch whatever they want on their phones or on their parents. Well, I kid you not. I've seen a baby six months old holding on, holding a phone, watching you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the iPad kids. Classic. Yeah. So I, I think, I think media does have some impact on our culture, but I, I believe that the individual can still decide for themselves what type of impact they would have on their own children. Um, Because, you know, for me personally, you know, I let my kids watch whatever they want to watch within reason, as long as it's age appropriate. And if there's anything that's outside of this age appropriate, then I'll make sure that I'm there with them to talk to them about it. That's, that's, that's the smart thing to do. But I mean, like I can not, some parents don't care. They don't care. They don't know. I think that's also that's creating some great learning opportunities for you all because yeah you know if you grow up in a really sheltered environment or community then when you go off to college or something happens um you know it's shocking it's like what like what is going on I've been protected from this my whole life but I didn't know that so what's happening here Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's, uh, a, an age old story and, and some stereotypes exist for a reason. And that is one of those stereotypes that exists for a reason, because there are countless horror stories of kids that were sheltered from the world. And then they're, they're just ill prepared to be able to contend with mm-hmm. the world. You know what I mean? Like they haven't de- de- developed the skills and the critical thinking skills to be able to say, hey, OK, I understand that in from the ages of birth till 18, let's say I was in this this state of, you know, uh, a certain level of protection. And, and I wasn't exposed to these different things and these different concepts and things like that. But, you know with the understanding that that's not always going to be the case and the world does not care about how sheltered you were or anything like that. And so with anything that, that is media or consumption or anything like that, I, 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 I'm, I'm a marketer for part of, for part of my day. I can tell you people who market this stuff, they don't care what your delicate sensibilities are in any way, shape or form. And that whole adage of sex sells, that's a lot of marketers that 100% play that up. And so it's it's vital whenever you're considering all of these things. I know you guys are, are touching on it on more from, from the kid angle, but being somebody who's who's married but without kids and and spent more time away from God. Then, then with God, every person has an ability to monitor what it is that they're taking in. And that doesn't mean matter if you're a Christian or if you're not a Christian. So as much as it's for the, for, it's a good practice for kids, it's a good practice for the individual too, to, I think it was you, Kino, that mentioned, you know, um, being, being willing to, to be open to having conversations, even if something makes you uncomfortable you know what i mean and at least if you do that and you don't just broad well that's that's of the devil and nobody can nobody can touch that because that's just of the i don't want to hear about it not today satan you know what i mean no like understand why does this make you uncomfortable what are these themes even if you disagree with them because then you're building up muscles to be able to contend with the world and that's something that you need regardless of whether or not you're a christian or you're not a christian because to quote rocky this world will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it you got to know how to be able to contend with these things you know what i mean and I think, okay, this might be totally off the wall, but that Rocky quote really reminded me of, um, I was watching Attack on Titan, um, 
which is just the most emotional show for me. Um, I go through all of the emotions watching it, and I have to, like, process for, like, 30 minutes after every episode. But um, that show was really, like, a good motivation for me whenever I am, like, sad or down about something or something didn't go my way. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, this doesn't actually apply. I've never been um, almost eaten by a giant titan. But whenever they get almost eaten by a giant titan and they get their arm, like, chopped off or whatever, and then they they fight and they keep going and they do stuff differently, but they keep, you know, doing what they love, um, it reminds me, okay, I can do this. I, I got a B on a paper. It's not the end of the world. Um, so anime is really good for life lessons like that. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. And that yeah, sort of brings us to our next point uh some of the theological and philosophical themes and it's it is kind of hard to talk about because there are hundreds of thousands of anime and dungeons and dragons is literally whatever you want it to be yep so any philosophical or theological theme you can imagine it exists in one of those two mediums and if it doesn't you can make it exist in one of those mediums. It's that simple. Uh, but uh, we do always like to use a Bible verse uh, in so far as the show goes. And uh, this is a hard one to find. Uh, so I focused on kind of like the after effects or the what we could have done to prevent it from getting to the point where Everyone who plays D&D is a devil worshiper. It's uh, Exodus 23.1. Uh, you must not spread a false report. Do not join the wicked to be a malicious witness. And, you know, the Bible out of context says a lot of crazy things. But uh, when it's what applies, it's, it's what you use. Uh, it doesn't help anyone to spread those rumors that playing D&D makes you satanic or... Uh, Watching the figure skaters anime makes you gay. That that doesn't help anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it might. That show is very suspect. Uh, no, I just don't like it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've never once watched a TV show where they have devil worship and like all this like murder and been like you know what i cannot wait to worship the devil and murder people never i often often think i wish i knew how to sword fight because that was (laughs) (laughs) i i think people are focusing on the wrong parts of these shows yeah that's not even like i don't know a single person who watched like dragon ball or especially dragon ball z as a kid and didn't try to go Super Saiyan at least once. Because yeah. that's just what yeah. you do. It's like, oh, I wish I could do that. And then you scream for several minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that, so drag it, early Dragon Ball is exactly the reason why I got into martial arts. Yeah, because mm. that's what it was. It was a martial arts manga about just one of the main characters was a, a funny monkey kid. Uh, with an infinitely expanding pole and a flying cloud. Yep. Yep. You know, I went to where like kendo classes in Louisville, and was very tempted <laughs> to get started. I was like, okay, bamboo steak, sword, same thing. Yeah, uh, just the other week, I with the uh, with our good friend and co 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 host continued uh, of systematic ecology, uh, Joshua Knoll. Me and a couple, me and him and a couple of our friends uh, went into his front yard and made PVC pipe weapons, and we uh, we just hit each other with them for a good while. <laughs> yeah. I, a little I won naturally, but uh, anyway, uh, what actions can we learn to take or not to take from this? Like from the point we've gotten to, where these misconceptions are relatively common. discretion discretion i think there is the name of the game um you know discernment that kind of thing like you we 
we have so much media at our fingertips. I understand we're talking about two very specific parts of media, but the same thing can be said for all different forms of media across all different genres, all of this kind of stuff that just because there are bad aspects of a particular type of media, having the discernment to be able to take life, but take these different things on a case-by-case basis rather than jumping in broad strokes. If you do it, you're going to hell, which is its own theological issue when you go down that road. But there's a lot of steps that have to be taken before you get to that big theological issue that you can take that are a lot smaller than um, reworking your, your theological stance on something. Mm. yeah that yep you nailed it that was that was very solid actually (laughs) Uh, so i'm not gonna say anything else on that matter Uh, but uh, what would be different if we did that if we had used discretion always or we start using discretion in what we watch or if we just learn from that so so let me let me let me just throw this out there. Um, because I think what Joe was saying was really, really good about, you know, the discretion and, and taking things on a case by case basis, and that we are inundated with a lot of media. The, the 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 one thing that I think we miss is that if we spend time with God as much as we consume with media we were able to discern what is good and what is perfect for us. Yeah. I, I, hate, I hate to do that, but, but that's, that's, that's what I'm realizing is that we miss what's really important, that the relationship that we have with God is more important than anything else that we have in front of us. And so the, right. more, the more we take the time to develop that, then you, you ain't got to worry about somebody telling you you're going to hell because I, I know I ain't going to hell. My tickets already been punched. Even though I watch anime, so what? But 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 the the I think we miss that the importance really is our relationship and what we do with our time and how we value how we should value our time that we spend with God more than anything else. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, personally, I do think if we practice discretion, or if our parents. I'll just say parents that that covers a pretty wide wide range of people uh, had practiced discretion. Uh, I think a lot less people would have gotten bullied in like elementary school, middle school, high school for watching anime when now it's it's pretty popular. It's fairly common for most people to have seen at least one. Uh, Most people, you know, around my age, you know, say like 30 and under, I think it's pretty common now. and. Hopefully that won't continue in the future, uh, but I know it happened a lot in the past, and I, you know I felt bad for those kids, but uh, they wore the Naruto hoodie to to school, so yeah, they Naruto ran down the hallway. Yeah, I never made that mistake. <laughs> a closet of anime for them. Yeah, <laughs> I never made that mistake. I was just faster than those kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's really and the vilification of D&D. D&D is great. It's a good way to spend time with friends and a relatively safe way to spend time with friends. Uh you know, a lot of people yeah. like to hang out with their friends and do drugs now. Yeah. Or get absolutely drunk. I think about that all the time. Yeah, I like to sit around a table with, you know, four or five, maybe six good friends and uh, pretend we're all heroes. (laughs) We can fly and shoot lightning out of our hands and stuff. So I think that's significantly less dangerous. Uh, That is my personal opinion. Uh, But I think it really would have stopped a lot of bad things from happening if people felt comfortable doing that. There's just... I don't have much more to say. 
about it. <laughs> so, guys, I want to just remind you that you can support us at patreon.com slash systematic geekology. Again, that's patreon.com slash systematic geekology. And then also, listen, if you find that there's something that you would like for us to cover that we have not touched on, that you wanted to bring up or bring about, please let us know on our Patreon page. Again, that is patreon.com slash systematic geekology. And we will do what we can to make sure that we talk about whatever it is that you want us to discuss within reason, within reason, within reason. I'm not going to talk about drinking cow's blood. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't know what what it's like anyway, so... You ask, I'm not gonna. I'm say I don't know. That's that's and that's all. The whole show is gonna be like I don't know. I'm just I don't teasing. know, man. <laughs> it's a taste test video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tasting that, but okay. Systematic technology cooking. Part of our Patreon is gonna be um, our secret YouTube videos that we made. Uh, the first one is blind taste test. Can you tell the difference between cow's blood? And baby cow's blood. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh. And on that note. And on that, you see, all this oh. anime, look what it's done to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, We're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is the wrap up. So, um, I wanted to ask, do you have any, um, recommendations on comics, games, animes, et cetera, that we should check out? Yes. Okay. Shang-Chi is coming out and I don't like what is being done with Marvel right now. I think that they are not putting enough emphasis on this new movie coming out and I think everyone needs to go watch it. I got my tickets. I don't. I got <laughs> my tickets. Yeah. I think they need to give the Mandarin back his 10 rings. Yep. Mm. Mm. Hopefully that's what the movie's about. But anyway, uh, as far as a personal recommendation for me, uh, I mentioned it at the start of the show. The other day, I read The Cold Equations uh, by Tom Gibson, I want to say. And it is a horror, The Cold Equations by Tom Goodwin, Godwin. Gotcha. But it is a horribly sad short story. Uh, if you like sci-fi or if you like just uh, feeling emotions from writing, definitely check it out. Uh, the Cold Equations, you can just look it up on Google and uh, it's free to read on Lightspeed Magazine. Uh, but man, it is it is a heartbreaker. It is very sad. And it's like 50. It's it's not very long at all. Knock it out, no problem. Uh, Kino, do you have any recommendations? Or Joe, since you look like you were about to say something. Yeah, Um. so I have been, I, I'm a big uh, horror fan. And I've been, <laughs> what is that face, Sally? <laughs> I don't do well with scary stuff. <laughs> I have a um, I st- imagination. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've read through some of H.P. Lovecraft's work over the last week, and I I love kaiju films, um, like Godzilla, all of those kinds of things. So, like, if you're a fan of that kind of sci-fi blended with horror and things like that definitely check out hp lovecraft stuff all right Uh, while at the same time acknowledging that uh hp lovecraft is not a stand-up individual that that we love and support in a more than godly way (laughs) we have to say that now uh but kino did you have any recommendations for everyone yeah, so um yeah, I would recommend uh watching what we do in the shadows. If you have not seen it, it is a mockumentary about vampires and uh 
a friend recommended that to me and it was surprisingly good. I was like, ah, oh, what is this? This is just horrible. No, it's, it's pretty good. So if you want something funny that you can laugh and enjoy, um, that has nothing to do about nothing. Yes. What we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's based off the Taika Waititi vampire movie. Uh, what they do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure though. It seems similar, but check out both of those. Can't go wrong there. And uh, Kino, where can people find you uh, online? Where can they follow you and your stuff? Oh, gosh, listen, um, I am not a huge social media person, um, but I am on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, but I, I don't post nothing. But anyway, if you want to follow me, just to follow me I, on um, Instagram and, and Twitter, I'm at Zion Minister and uh, you can find me on Facebook by my first name, K-E-N-O. That, that's but I'm telling you, I don't post I don't post anything. I might scroll and like that's it so if you follow me you're gonna be following somebody who don't don't care <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> uh what is you ally where can people find you online oh gosh. um all of my social medias are ally cat Kinks, with no spaces or caps um again I, I again i didn't say anything yet um like Kenno said i don't post anything so it's going to be a really horrible time. And I also don't get on there very much. So I'm not going to like any of your stuff unless it's just you text it to me and say like this. And then, of course, I'll even comment. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, Joe? I uh, find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Buddy Walk with Jesus. All right. And uh, me personally, uh, I like Kino and Allie. I'm a huge fan of lurking uh, on all social media platforms. Uh, The only one I even am sort of active on is Instagram. Uh, I also do not have homogenous social media names. So my Instagram name is manifinesse.destiny. Yeah. (laughs) That is a contraction of manifest and finesse, if you're trying to spell it. And uh, you can find my other stuff on uh, the whole church podcast where all podcasts are posted uh, you know we talk about other church stuff over there but that's all for me so next week we'll be talking about avatar the last airbender and reincarnation with the host ali alex matthews and allison matthews I wish I was on that so because I love I love the last avatar. I man Yeah, it's going I'm going I might just sneak in just just pop in just cause cause You should I, I, man I love the uh the last airbender. Anyway, I'm sorry. Also go to our website in the description to let us know what you've been geeking out on and what we should be. And remember, we are all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.